and welcome to XX Will Travel, a podcast for independent women travelers. I'm Inez Bellina. And I'm Kathy Pokerbeck. And together we are XX Will Travel. Today we're going to talk about L.A. Los Angeles. Yes. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we've talked about L.A. And Inez had very strong feelings about it. I don't get it, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things to see there. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're going to explore some of that today. Yes. Yes. We're going to showcase the best of LA. Right. If you will. Exactly. Um, and Kathy actually just came back or recently came back from a trip to LA that she went to during Oscar weekend. So that's a fun, fun time to be in the city. And we'll hear more about that. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Lots of tacos. Lots of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin with maybe the most obvious question, Kathy. Why did you decide to go to L.A.? Well, Inez, <laughs> so back in July 2015, Virgin Airlines had a flash sale. And I really wanted to try the airline, and tickets were super cheap. And mm-hmm. I was planning already for my February escapes from Chicago winter. And a friend who went to L.A. with me suggested that we go during Oscar weekend, which sounded like a pretty cool idea. So that is why I went. Sweet. So I've been to L.A. twice, and both times have been because of a conference, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators Conference. But the first time I went, I had that conference and a wedding back-to-back, So I just decided to make a whole vacation out of it. So for one weekend, I was at the conference. And then throughout the week, I was in L.A. staying at my cousin's house. And then the following weekend, I was at this wedding. So I actually spent a good, yeah, like seven or eight days there. Mm -hmm. Uh And then the second time I went, I was just at the hotel conference. So it's not like I explored more of the city. (laughs) Wow. Seven or eight days. That's a long time to be in a city. Yes, although, to be fair, the conference takes up a lot of it, so it was more kind of like, I guess, five good days, because then also wedding activities takes up a lot of that. But I did get to see quite a bit, so that was a good experience in that sense. You guys went? We did. We stayed at an Airbnb in Mid-City, which is an area that is south of south of West Hollywood and south of Beverly Hills. Um, it was really nice. It was like... Way cheaper than the hotels, because as you can imagine, hotels during Oscar week are not very affordable. I think the most interesting part about being in a neighborhood that's off the beaten path is that no one walks. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, we come from a very walkable city. Chicago is, um, you can walk anywhere. And no one in L.A. walks. And if someone is walking, it's because they can't afford a car. (laughs) Yes. So you get a very different... I don't know what to say, like, category of walkers. Like, it's not to go to the grocery store, you know? No, (laughs) and it's really strange because I stayed first at the Hyatt Regency Century Plaza, which is right next to a mall and a bunch of office buildings. So it made sense to not see a lot of people walking just because it was a very business-type district. And then during the week, I stayed at my cousin's house, and I can't remember the neighborhood she's in, but... It was very nice and residential, but she described it as being kind of in the middle of a bunch of cool areas without her neighborhood exactly being cool. That's why she liked it, because she could get to Santa Monica really quickly. She could get to Beverly Hills very quickly and to like Hollywood and all these 
other places that you usually associate with LA. But one of the things that struck me is I remember asking her if there was, I think, like a mall nearby because I had to get something quick. Like, I can't remember if it was make. Yeah, that's it. It was makeup or something of that nature. And she's like, there's one three blocks away. Let me drive you. And I told her, no, like I can walk. And she gave me almost this look of horror as in, what do you mean walk? What what do people do with their legs? You drive. And it was crazy because I ended up walking anyway, since I thought, why take the time out when it's three blocks away? But I was literally the only person on the street. And there's like their sidewalk situation is weird too. Yes. Because no <laughs> one walks. Like, why would you have a nice wide paved sidewalk? Right, exactly. <laughs> it was very strange. And then in the for the wedding I stayed at a very nice hotel in Beverly Hills in a place that was very close to Rodeo Drive and other areas that seem walkable. And again, that four block walk from the hotel to these kind of you know dynamic uh centers I was still the only one walking it was either me or the nannies I'm not gonna lie (laughs) like that was it (laughs) was this your first time using Airbnb no I have used Airbnb several times before we were a group of five and we were getting ready for an Oscar party. So we really needed two bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) So we rented a three bedroom, two bathroom place. It was really cheap. It's the biggest Airbnb that I've rented. Okay. So yeah. And I think the apartment complex was pretty much all rental units because there were tons of people coming and going, and mm-hmm. they did not look like locals either. <laughs> <laughs> what do locals look like? <laughs> oh, you know L.A., blonde and glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> and like what, that we're not glamorous? <laughs> is that what you're saying, Kathy? Yes, yes, yes. it is. <laughs> no, that was another surprise, is like, <laughs> for the most part, at least in our, our neighborhood, everybody looked Latino, you oh. know? So it's like... I did not. I saw very few blonde and glamorous people. Like, granted, yeah. we weren't hanging out in those kinds of places, but I was surprised by the diversity and how, like, quote unquote, normal people looked. Because yeah. you see LA and stuff on on television and in the media, and you just assume everybody is glamorous and skinny and lithe all the time. But that, you know, they're average people too. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to say, I was surprised by the diversity of L.A. in this specific sense. Like, I rationally know that it's a huge city with a ton of different communities. But I feel like there's diversity even within the douchey bro community. Like, in Chicago, that's pretty strictly, like, Midwestern white, you know? Right, right. Not to say that there aren't, you know... Little instances of other ethnicities other ethnic, dab, dabbling in. Ethnic yeah. bros. Yes. <laughs> but I felt like in L.A. there was a distinct, like, huge number of bros being bros that came in all colors. And if I liked bros, it would make my heart glow. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of bros, but I do want to give a shout out to L.A. for being welcoming to anyone who wants to fist bump the night away. It's, I guess... <laughs> L.A. to me is, you know, Chicago has a huge Mexican community, a huge Polish community. And those, I think those are, you know, our two biggest ethnic communities. Mm -hmm. But L.A. is a totally different scene. Like, the Armenians in Glendale and a huge, 
Iranian community and like people from all over Latin and South America. I, it's diverse in a different way yeah. than I'm used to, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we've mentioned a bit about the transportation situation. Now, I don't know how to drive, and I managed to get around L.A., mm -hmm. and Kathy does, but from what I understand, you guys did not rent a car, right? No, we didn't, because I don't drive frequently, uh, and neither did anyone in my group. You know, walkability. Right. <laughs> so uh, the last thing I wanted to do was conquer L.A.'s legendary freeways um, by myself. So we just Ubered everywhere. We were 15 minutes from everywhere. And um, one beautiful day, we were fortunate enough to have one of our work colleagues who lives in L.A. rent a van and drive us around wherever we wanted. And she is a beast. And I mean that in an awesome way, like beast in traffic, beast on the road, um, in a way that I wouldn't have been. So. <laughs> it's like a lady in the sheets, but a beast in the streets. Kind I'm going to assume that was her. A beast in the, I don't know how she is in the sheets, but in yeah. that van, she was definitely a beast. So we got to see everything because of her generosity. Yeah, I used a lot of Uber in L.A., I remember when I went there asking my cousin about the safety issues with Uber because it wasn't as widespread as it is now. And I think in, Ch and in Chicago, we can actually just get kind of normal licensed cabs through Uber. And that's usually what I would use in the city. But in L.A., it's strictly your regular Uber driver from the streets. And she mentioned how everyone in L.A. kind of uses it for everything. So that's what I started to do. And it was pretty easy. I think it relieved me of a lot of stress. But in terms of seeing the city, I did do a one day tour, a one day city tour. <laughs> and I can't remember the company, although to me, they're almost, they're probably indistinguishable anyways. Mm -hmm. But I have to say it was a really good way of getting my bearings and also just seeing kind of the major hits you know like we went to the planetarium we went to runyon canyon we went to see uh what is it the chinese theater, theater? Uh -huh. yeah the chinese theater and the walk of fame um and a few other places there was a lot of sitting in the bus just dealing with traffic yes yes which is kind of unavoidable right <laughs> um but i felt like i oh and the sunset strip too but i felt like i got to see kind of all the major tourist hits in one fell swoop with them. And that's how I felt with our, our beastly van driver, yeah. too. <laughs> and it is really true that everybody uses Uber, like, everybody, because we had, we usually had to take, like, Uber Black, or whatever it's called, yeah. the LA equivalent, to get an SUV, because there were five of us. And our driver was a Chilean author who had recently picked up um, the director Inuratu, With his son, <laughs> and he was apparent. The director was probably was apparently yelling at his son, and the the author, the driver, told him to lay off, which did not go over well. Oh. Um, and, and then asked if he could drop a script off at his house, which also did not go over well. Which, yeah, I I would not have asked that after getting yelled at. For, like, the first time around. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, leads me to my next LA impression is that everybody is is hustling. Mm -hmm. You know, like, everybody has something to sell, has a script. 
was an actor, is a model. It's very transactional. Like we went to In and Out Burgers after the Oscars, as one does. Yes. <laughs> um, and we saw these two men who carrying around their Oscar. They were writers, and the security guard actually came in to In and Out Burger to congratulate them and try to give them a copy of his script. Oh, wow. Which, I don't see that happening in Chicago. No, no, no. It's like, Chicago's a humble people. (laughs) You don't just approach people and sell things. We become friends with them. We're sensible Midwesterners. We go through the proper channels. Exactly. There's rules. (laughs) That's funny, because I don't feel like I interacted with that part of L.A. My cousin has been living in L.A. since she was nine years old, and it seems like all her friends are also kind of born and bred L.A. types, so they all have normal jobs. You know, they're like accountants and lawyers and things like that. Although she did tell me that all her girlfriends have at least one story of making out with a celebrity. Because, in her words, if you're here long enough, it's going to happen. And, like, my cousin's gorgeous. It's going to happen to you, not to, like, normal people. <laughs> But that is interesting. Um, and then during the wedding, because there were also a lot of L.A. Um, LA locals since the bride was from L.A. And again, it seemed there I saw a little bit more of the hustling, but the hustling of the different sort where it's like it was a bunch of. 20-year-olds really glamming it up. Oh. Like, everything was absolutely perfect, even though this was a pretty, like, standard, normal wedding. Because you never know when you're going to be discovered. Yeah, it definitely had that sense. Or it's like, all the pictures they were taking were definitely for some sort of carefully curated Facebook account. You know, because, like, image is kind of their thing, which I found a little odd. But it was good times. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned tacos. Yes. Tell us about your taco discovery in L.A. or any other food, because you also mentioned In-N-Out, which is a must. True, true. We didn't actually make it to In-N-Out. We were there for three days. I've been to In-N-Out before. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to feel so sad. I know. I know the glory of In-N-Out. Yeah. Um, so we were there for a very short time. And where did we go? I've mentioned Leo's Taco Truck before, which is on Venice and La Brea. And it is phenomenal. Um, so go there. When we were with our, our beast van driver, she took us to Earth Cafe in Beverly Hills. Oh, I've been there too. Yeah. That was going to be one of my recommendations. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun place. Yes. Uh, um, great food, great desserts. You can sit out on the patio, which was a thrill for us in February, and <laughs> look for celebrities walking by. They have a really good brunch too. Oh. I went there for brunch and it was delicious. We had desserts, like beautiful tarts, and um, they were like perfect. Yeah. We went to, we were right by the original Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles on Pico. <laughs> Did you hear that's gone under? <gasps> what? I know. Okay, well, RIP Roscoe's. And then right across the street from Roscoe's on Pico is a beautiful coffee shop called Healing Coffee Roasters. And if we had any concerns about the safety of our neighborhood, they were allayed by the fact (laughs) that we could get 
you know, pour over coffee. Yes. And hand roasted coffee beans ground by, <laughs> I don't know, Juan Valdez for himself. This, himself yeah. <laughs> for this place. So, like, whenever you see one of those, you're just like, yeah, this neighborhood is not bad. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's definite. It's already like gone past up and coming and straight into gentrification mode. And now that Roscoe's is closed, like, what's going to move there? I know. Yeah, that's mm. so sad um, to hear because I only found out about this place through Kathy and I was looking forward to going there one day. Yeah. Ooh. I also, too, say, uh, give a high five to Earth Cafe. It's so weird that we both went there. Yes, <laughs> but here is my general tip for L.A., Maybe Kathy will disagree, but I felt with L.A., you can't just walk into a place and get a good meal. You actually have to know where to go. Huh. Because there was a lot of me just kind of going in random places that seemed very nice, and the food was only okay. Huh. Part of our Oscar party package included a buffet, like a really good buffet, so we really didn't... Eat it. We ate tacos like three yeah. or four times <laughs> because we were lazy and it was close to our place. But like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that, maybe that's the way to go. It's like either you find out good recommendations or you just stick to the taco trucks, which I'm sure are awesome. But Earth Cafe, for example, I went to because it was highly recommended and I was not disappointed. I also went to Pica, which is a Peruvian tapas place in Beverly Hills, and that was amazing. And from what I've heard, you can get really good Peruvian food there, and I believe it just from this place. And then other than that, probably my favorite food place in L.A. is the Century City Plaza Food Court, because one, it does have an In-N-Out burger, but they also have great Asian and Mediterranean offerings which I felt were really fresh and really well made but when it came to like a lot of other restaurants I just felt like the food in Chicago was better maybe that makes me some sort of like Chicago nationalist or <laughs> supremacist but I yeah well to, to your point I used to go to Anaheim every year for work and we had a Japanese vendor who took us to okay so I lived in Japan for two years and I will say, this strip mall restaurant in Newport Beach was some of the best Japanese really? food I've ever had in my life. And I don't know if it's because she knew the owner and they made it special, but we had like this beautiful 10-course meal. And I wish I remembered the name <laughs> of the restaurant, but it was like 10 years ago. So don't discount the malls, I guess, no. is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like that's where I made really great discoveries and things that seemed incredibly, you know, cute and well decorated were the places that were more disappointing. <laughs> oh, and to that, like Jonathan Gold, the food critic for the mm -hmm. LA Times, has a documentary out now. You should totally go see it. He is famous for being the man who put ethnic strip mall food on the map. Um, and, like, that just serves to reinforce our point, I yeah. think. I'm like, hashtag hero. Probably, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk the Oscars. Tell us about L.A. during the biggest bash of the year. Well, I will say this. It is, you are very segregated from anyone of any celebrity <laughs> importance. Okay, so we went the day before the Oscars. You get to walk all around Dolby Theater, or around the outside, I should say, and... You get to see the red carpet and um, see them setting up for it and take all your pictures. But once Oscar night happens, mm -hmm. 
you are not. Like, the three blocks around the Dolby are sealed off. They're also barricaded by policemen, and if you walk up to them, they will tell you to turn around because you don't have credentials. Apparently, security has always been tight, but it was super tight due to the Paris attacks and the attacks in San Bernardino. Like, we, the only celebrity we met was (laughs) Ryan Seacrest Driver. Because our party we attended was at the Roosevelt Hotel, which is the headquarters for E! Um, Entertainment Television. And he, we saw this man leaning against a Rolls Royce, and we asked him to take our picture, and he was really bored. So he started chatting with us, and his name is Art, and just started telling us about L.A. and how he loves Chicago, and he was super-duper nice and really helped make our trip better. But he's the one who gave us the tip about the security being super tight and also about Roscoe's for seeing rappers. And he also said, if you want to come to a reward show with no security, come to the Emmys or the Grammys, where you can practically walk up to the red carpet. So... I don't know. Someone should do that and report back to us. Yes. Let us know if it's easier, especially the Grammys part. Right. Because I, I just feel like they probably have the the coolest parties, right? I think so, too. Not as uptight and buttoned up as the Oscars. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was our, our view of the city. We actually, we didn't stay at the Roosevelt. We partied at the Roosevelt. Um, it wasn't super crowded. We got to go in through the back VIP door, so people, and we stepped out of this, like, black SUV, so people thought we were really important, and then they watched us get out of the car, and they were like, oh, they're nobody, (laughs) (laughs) which was, you know, it was nice to be important for a little bit. So that's, that's it. We, we did the Roosevelt, and then in an Outburger afterwards, we hung out on the Sunset Strip at the Rainbow Room, or is it the Rainbow Club? I don't even remember. I think it's the Rainbow Club. I think so, too. It's where Guns N' Roses got their start. Yeah, I was going to say, it it shows up in one of the Guns N' Roses videos. Yeah. Yeah. And we were the only people there. Whoa. And I guess that sort of translated to me as to people in L.A., it's just another Sunday night. Right. You know, like, it's... If something is happening in downtown Chicago, that's the last place I'm going to be. I don't care what it is. I am not going there. And... that makes sense that people would have a similar attitude on a Sunday night for the Oscars. You know, (laughs) I have to go to work tomorrow sort of thing. Right. Did you get a feel for who else was at your Oscars party? I mean, was it mostly tourists or did you think it was people just trying to have a fun night? I have no idea. The only people we were sure of was a group of ladies sitting at a table next to us. And they were probably from L.A., and they looked like they did this every year. Like, you could just tell like that this was their thing. The party's not super publicized. Like, we didn't find out about it on the Roosevelt website. Um, A girl who traveled with us had heard rumors of it, and she actually had to call the hotel to buy our tickets. So it's not super publicized. It wasn't super crowded. Um, It was good. It was fun. But it wasn't like a you know, see or be seen kind of event. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if other hotels in L.A. also have something similar. Right, right. And our our backup option was several of the people in our group graduated from Columbia College in Chicago, which is a big film, TV writing school. So a lot of alumni, including I think the president of HBO maybe, are um, from Columbia, 
And that we were just going to find an alum party and crash that (laughs) if this didn't work out. So I I have a feeling there are a lot of parties, but it's just not that big of a deal, maybe. I don't know. No, it makes sense. It's You know, as you said, it's like when Lollapalooza comes to town in Chicago, unless I have tickets, I'm not going to be anywhere near downtown. Or even the NFL draft. To me, that just sounds like hell, so I'll probably do everything to avoid it. It sounds horrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What was your favorite part of L.A.? So, my favorite part of L.A. was being able to go to the beach anytime you want to. Yeah, It's amazing! So, we went and played on the beach in Malibu, which was fun. But just having that option, like coming from Chicago and not having that option makes you appreciate it even more. Yeah, that and the contact high I got on Venice Beach. <laughs> like, seriously, All right. it was unavoidable. Like, I got in the back in the van and I was like, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's why. You feel <laughs> relaxed and groovy. Totally. Yeah. Um, my least favorite part was their antiquated airport. Like, the LAX is the worst. LAX is pretty bad. It's, it's true. It's like a 70s airport. We actually found out it is a circle and the different terminals are shaped like pie pieces. Which makes it really difficult to go from terminal to terminal. Yeah. It looks like it's out of the 70s, and I expected for such a dynamic cosmopolitan city to be, like, wowed and surrounded by paparazzi and celebrities, but I guess they only come when celebrities call them to be like, I'm coming off of this flight, and then the paparazzi come. And there's apparently a specific exit. At LAX for celebrities huh. and people. So if I, I read about this a couple, like a few years ago, it's basically if paparazzi are there to take pictures of celebrities, it is, as you said, because they've called them because it's a specific place in the airport where they will parade them. Why down. didn't I talk to you before this trip? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the amount of trivia and small details about famous life that I know is kind of amazing. (laughs) What's your favorite part of LA? For me, it was also the beach, to be honest. I mean, I know I make a lot of snarky comments about LA, but I have to say that my day at, I spent simply a day at the beach. Um, It wasn't Santa Monica, but it was near enough to it. But it was a beach that my cousin just really liked to go, and I could tell that I was surrounded by just kind of residents of LA that like to go there. And it was beautiful. One, it reminded me of the beaches back home in Peru because it is the Pacific coast. And you also have these kind of long stretches of sand with, you know, hills and mountains nearby. Cliffs. And cliffs. And I'm just the beach bum at heart. And I really miss not having a notion in Chicago. It's like the one thing about Chicago that I can't get over feel like if I'm 75 and I need to retire in the States and on the West Coast, then I'd be fine with L.A., Mm -hmm. you know, because I could just like hang out at Venice Beach, get contact high, I wouldn't (laughs) have to go anywhere. You know, this wouldn't be about really being in L.A. as much as being at the beach. You could wear your muumuu. (laughs) Exactly, I could wear my muumuu. So that was definitely my favorite. I think my least favorite part, one was just having to deal so much with the distance and the traffic. Yes, 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 yes. Like, I'm just... I'm just a fan of cities where you can really walk everywhere, and that bothered me. And I have to say that on the tour that I took, the tour guide pointed out so many Scientology cathedrals and really? churches and places because a lot of times those were the most interesting thing to point out in these long stretches of traffic, which to me just sounded scary and 
terrifying. Right? Like, I'm sorry. It's one thing to point out cathedrals if you're in Italy or temples if you're in Bangkok, but to have Scientology centers that are so big and luscious in a city is all sorts of wrong. Thank you, Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Everybody who watched the Mission Impossible movie contributed to this. They did. (laughs) And it's like, and you should really watch a documentary going clear if you haven't. (laughs) Did you find any hidden gems in L.A.? No, because we were there for such a short time. I would say Leo's taco truck was our our hidden gem (laughs) and our lifeline. Yeah, and we were guided around, and we had specific things to do, so yeah. it was it's worth exploring again, because like you said, I'm surprised that it is so big. Like, yeah. it's such a big, sprawly place. There is a cute little bookstore on Venice Beach. I think that's, like, the, mo- the only hidden gem I can think of that doesn't come off as super obvious. I, I think L.A. is a city of the super obvious. Yeah, and that's I, true. Like, everybody is publicizing something, and I would love to know what the hidden gems are, but, like... But it might not be their M.O. Right. Like, it might... It just... It's, I don't know if it's in their spirit, because, as you said, you know, people are hustling, they have this huge industry that's all about being seen. Right. So why yeah. would you hide yourself, I exactly. guess? Exactly. <laughs> Were there things that you thought were exactly as you imagined L.A. to be? Traffic. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I would say traffic. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's parts of the city that I'm also figured would be... Like, Rodeo Drive is pretty much the way you imagine it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think, like, the thing that surprised me was that I liked it so much. And if you didn't have to have a car and it didn't take you... 45 minutes to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like it a lot more, but it's just such a laid back vibe. Sunny. I know it's smoggy sometimes. I, I don't know. It's a different vibe from Chicago, but I was intimidated by LA, I think. Really? Yeah. I was like, everybody's going to be beautiful. Everything is going to be transactional. People are just going to try and sell you stuff all the time. And I didn't think that was the case. And I guess if you're in the industry, it will probably be the case. Right. But if you're removed from that, it's just like people living their lives. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'd necessarily go back of my own volition. Maybe I would if I had, you know, a close friend there who could show me kind of the other side of the city. But in terms of what I saw of L.A., I feel satisfied. Like, I saw kind of everything that you usually want to see. And I think, yeah, I just kind of can't get over the, the traffic in general. It just makes it hard for me to... Really have a desire to go back? See, I so. would, I would go back, mm-hmm. but I have specific things that I want to do, and I think yeah. after that, <laughs> like you're set, <laughs> right? Like I didn't see downtown because I heard oh, yeah. downtown is really hopping. Um, we didn't get tickets for the Broad Museum because they are free and they are sold out months in advance. I didn't get to see any like late night talk shows. I think that would be fun to mm-hmm. go be in the audience of a of a talk show. At LACMA, the L.A. County Museum of Art, they actually have a rain room. And it's it's this exhibit where it's very low lit, and you walk through a rainstorm, but they have some sort of motion sensor where, so it doesn't rain on you. Right. <laughs> so, like, you're in this bubble of 
of dryness <laughs> while you're walking through a rainstorm. And they recently had to discontinue it because of the drought, but I think it's opening Aww. back up in May. Yeah. So they had to stop it for a little bit. And I just think that sounds trippy and cool. Yeah. So No, that does sound super, super trippy and cool. And I want to hike up to the Hollywood sign because none of my friends were hikers or interested in doing that. But those that's like, those are my things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I have to say, I think the nature part of LA is probably what it had, like, the best thing about it. Like, the ability to go to the beach and hike. Which, and I kind of wish that the city had maybe evolved in a way where those two were like, that plus good public transportation would be magical. You right. Know? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. And I, I don't know. That's just in such a stark contrast to Chicago. And I've said this before. Where we're such a sprawly city, but no part of that sprawl includes any access to nature besides parks. Like, you have to drive to Wisconsin to get, you know, to go to a a nice forest preserve or to go camping or something, which sucks if you don't have a car. Yeah, it's true. And it's all very flat. Yeah. (laughs) L.A., we kind of love you. Kind of. I don't want to get hate mail from L.A. the way I for sure will for Seattle. There are really good things about it. We'll we'll go on a second date with you, L.A. Yes. It's like, it's not over yet. (laughs) If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on on iTunes or follow us on Podbean. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until then, go forth and travel. Thank mm-hmm. you.